0: Party? What is get out, get out, get out, get out, get to get out, get out, I was made to be famous, Tanner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you were.
0: Just haven't hit it yet.
1: Right. Okay. Make sure it's real cli- close to your face. This Kay. close? That close. No, oh. like I'm literally your face on the mic.
0: Can you? Does it matter where I touch it? No, you right. can hold it right there, okay. or I
1: like to hold it like right here, like this. All right. Okay. Cool.
0: I just don't want to miss anything. Do out. you want to do the intro? No, you do no? the intro. You,
1: you have have you? How many episodes have you listened to this? Not many. No. Okay, so Not you don't the know the intro. One. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm what's, still catching up on the one with uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, what's up everybody? This is Tan, uh, the Donut Daddy uh, This is the Groovy Misfits podcast uh, And we have another episode, and the most important episode of all time for this, this ever, ever uh, Is the very special, special guest, the creator of uh, the mischief that is this uh, podcast uh, My mom, Marianne oh. Talbert uh the goat the legend uh <laughs> the mayhem mama the misfit queen uh is here I, I roped her into sitting down with us and uh talking a little bit because i've been wanting to do this for a long time say hi mom
0: hello everyone <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh and so uh, we're gonna sit down and it's gonna be a brief one but i have a ton- I have just some questions for you that i've uh, thought about and first i want to say thank you for doing this and thank you for coming by to see fred uh but also uh as i always try and do but i think it's important to do now is i really want to thank you for being my mother Aww. uh thank you for being the woman that you are in my mm-hmm. life i would not be here without you uh, that is true <laughs> <laughs> in many ways that's like a yes. quadruple <laughs> entendre uh and you know i've said over the years uh especially since getting sober that uh i've never in my entire life i've never seen someone sacrifice more for the health and well-being of another person Uh, than you that you've done for your sons Uh, and I'm not even talking about sacrifice like uh, like material material things or like money but also like emotional sacrifice that you put in and uh, probably your own personal happiness so many times even though probably sacrificing for us did give you happiness very
0: very much happiness
1: right but like uh, individual happiness as well which like as you know like on my father's side He never sacrificed for us, but he always, you know, he was always looking out for himself. So I got it was crazy. I've always got to see the two sides of it and and seeing you and everything you've done for me and my brother and our family over all these years. uh, It's it's probably one of the most fundamentally important things when it comes to character and just like the the true like selflessness. An example of that that like I I cherish to this day. So I thank you for that. I've told you that before. Yes. Yeah.
0: I'll quit calling you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, love that. I always tell people, I'll be like, yeah, my mom, <laughs> I, I've said that
1: a million times this podcast. Like, my mom would just call me an asshole uh, all the time. And, and I love that because it's like, I am an asshole. And that like, uh, our relationship has gone complete. If you really think about just from childhood to the crazy years to, uh, me getting sober, just kind of in many ways, like full circle, you know, where we've really, We've gone through a lot and we've experienced a lot together and uh good and bad. And I want to I guess uh I want to start mm. by asking you uh this is like a selfish question but uh what was it like and is like being my mother?
0: Oh boy. <laughs> Jeez. That's a big question. Uh-huh. Um it's been interesting. <laughs> it's been heartbreaking. Yeah. It's been educational. <laughs> um, but most of all, I don't think I can sum it into one word. Um, it's been joy, and I mean that so sincerely. Yeah. because when even things were hard, you know, when we, you were a teenager before, you know addiction and all that, when yeah. I mean, you were a little you and your little shenanigans. <laughs> um, my love for you. It was so deep i was older when i had you yeah when i how had, old were you i was 24. okay and how old so were you tyler 20. just okay. turned 20. Yeah. Okay, okay. like a yeah. month and so i was older more mature you know s- married stable had a home you yeah. know that's surprising because you were married to my father <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop.
1: <laughs> stable is subjective <laughs> yeah
0: but being your mom has I don't, I don't know. I can't sum it up. And it's been just joy, honestly. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is during those hard times, getting calls at two o'clock in the morning because you had wrecked a car that <laughs> wasn't even ours. and I thought you thankfully, were sleeping. Thankfully, thankfully, yeah. I never wrecked any well, you of your cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, thinking you're asleep, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, it's just been joy you've filled my heart my heart has grown and grown and grown that's a hard thing about being a parent too because it doesn't end it's forever it's perpetual and i would sum it up with joy being your mom thank you honestly that's fucking and you've taught me you're the best example of like true unconditional love
1: Mm. like like uh you to me or me to you
0: my two uh, our relationship, yes, yeah, yes, oh, our, okay, yes, no, true. Just no matter what you, there's people in your okay. life that you can hate and because they do bad things or this and that, you can walk away from, but you can't with a child. R- okay, and right. Mm. Uh, not that I ever hated you. N-
1: no, right. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I, <laughs> I'm sure I wasn't your. You were my <laughs> biggest fan at times for sure, and and you earned that. Uh, what do you think? Uh, so I have a couple of questions kind of on this like line of like parenthood and just like all that but like what was What do you think the hardest thing was? Uh Raising me or, or raising it doesn't have to be specifically to me But just like that's just kind of what's relevant. But uh, just like raising the boys being a single mother ra- like, You know just kind of on your own in many ways it was on your own I know steve showed up in his ways tyler's dad, but like On my side, you didn't really have much support other than my grandma at times or whatever yeah. but like what was the hardest thing uh doing that over the
0: years that you found um the hardest thing is, is probably very honestly is realizing that you can't I can't, I couldn't be with you all the time and I couldn't protect you all the time. Yeah. Honestly, that's you the know, hardest yeah. thing about being a parent. Um when your brother impaled himself, he was like <laughs> what, 12? He in the ambulance. <laughs> I forgot. Her. It was so yeah. I've been oh, through. I've been that through kid's been trying hell. to die for years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the weirdest Like I feel like <laughs> life's been trying
1: to kill me for he, years, and I just I'm a cockroach. <laughs> he's like he's been trying to kill himself for years, right? and just failed every time.
0: Crazy stuff's happened to him. But he said in the ambulance, he said, um "Mom, because I had told him not to do what he what had led to this impalement in the yeah. park," and he said, "Mom." I promise you, I will never disobey you again. <laughs> and I just looked at him. And he must the, have thought he was dying. <laughs> <because>. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the paramedic looked at me. It was a very sweet moment. And it just hit me that, and I said, yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Will.
1: Yeah, that lasted a whole six days. Yeah, yeah.
0: right? But um, also, just that, that was the best example that I could not, protect you all the time you were hmm. there's a thing that says motherhood is having i can't i'm not going to say it right but it goes like this mother lo, motherhood is like having your heart walk outside your body oh wow. and that is so true yeah because and here I put you on a motorcycle. Right. I gave you a paintball gave gun. gave us all the tools. You know, I gave you all the tools: skateboards, bicycles, yep, hand to, handguns. Yep. Razor snowboarding. Yes. Snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. And I seem,
1: seemingly, I think we've got catastrophically injured on every single one of those things. Yes. You, over.
0: Yeah, our actually, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Broken arm snowboarding, broken ankles and fucking arms. And motorcycles, bikes, fucking stitches. Yep. You know, paintballing. Yeah. Like Tyler shot me in the face with paintball before. Yep. I broke my nose with a skateboard when I was a kid at the stall yep. cups. Like.
0: You'd, yes. And then on the other hand, I said that you guys either growing up, you guys either wrote it, jumped off it or set it on fire. Yeah. Those are the or three just things broke it. you, yeah, just Angrily broke, just broke it. it for no reason. But I think doing all those things with that fear in that ambulance at that time, because you, you as a little kid and Tyler as a little kid and you know, they, you guys fall, you bump your head, you mm-hmm. do things like that. But I think letting you, allowing you do, to do the, Alternative sports or extreme sports and conventional sports and all of that. I think that was sort of like facing that fear Mm -hmm. and controlling it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Uh, So if you're on a
0: bicycle jumping 45 feet in the air, you're not down at the park getting impaled. I've got you. Yeah, it's like a controlled,
1: like, attempt at chaos or something like that. I don't
0: know. Because, like, you're going to do it. That was both of your personalities. You were go, go, go all the time from birth. Yeah. You know? And so I knew you were going to... Tyler was more measured and more, you know, like, he did the things, but he was more conservative yes you put you on a motorcycle and you were just like no fear gone yeah so I think that was kind of a controlled honestly I think it was kind of a controlled thing I if you're gonna be crazy and wild with these activities i can be there i can make sure you have the best protection the best gear sure yes that type and of you thing you always did do because you're going to do sure, it yeah. no matter what anyways right as you pro- prove when no you you're definitely definitely always you stole from <laughs> someone else's car and drove it and wrecked it so <laughs> there you have it <laughs> uh <laughs> yes
1: uh what was it what was it like this is always really interesting to me uh or i was just interested in your perspective is like what was it like raising two completely different boys right like we were we're polar opposites yeah. literally like our stature yeah personality yep. uh our life trajectories you know like it just not that like every sibling is going to be the same there i mean everyone's different right but like it to me in many ways was such polar opposites like was it hard to have a rhythm because it seems like you were constantly like split between two different approaches as a parent mm-hmm. right like how you're how mm-hmm. you're mothering tyler and how you're doing that because you always i mean for example like with me I remember, I mean, my whole life, you kind of always said, like, you knew I was going to get up. Like, I'd, I, you know, you knew I was going to – if I fell down, I was going to get up. If I got hurt, I was going to get up. I was going to be fine. I was going to keep going and just, like, kind of – if you threw me out of the water, I'd swim back kind of deal. Yep. And One of it, my
0: biggest failings. Huh? That was one of my biggest failings. Oh,
1: I, yeah, we've talked about that before, mm-hmm. too, because yeah. then ultimately that gets to a point, especially when I'm older – well, I don't want to say failings. But I, I wouldn't – yeah, I would push back on that. I don't think it was a failing. It was just, like – uh, it wouldn't have been if at a, if I didn't go down the path I did later in life where, uh, I say I d- wasn't an alcoholic and didn't want to just go full send into that for the rest of my life. Like I chose to, yeah. that would have really given me a lot of like, <laughs> I just happened to use it for the dark side. Yeah, I just happened to use it for well, the dark side, which
0: let me stop there. That's very, that's, that's very, um, poignant point, yeah. I guess I should say your we we knew from a young age we being my parents i know your grandpa my dad died when you were yeah. very young but yeah. my my grandma your maternal grandma we knew looking at your dad not pointing any fingers you can point but a, the looking, big middle finger but <coughs> looking want. at so your dad you don't like him on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> your dad's You're intelligence sweet. it just um, i it, it's there yeah. your yeah, dad's yeah, yeah. iq um his his way he people gravitated to him we knew that you were gonna have a lot of those traits Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of traits that your dad had that i had too i was very outgoing i was athletic i was you know yeah beautiful mm, that too yeah miss my you were a fox i turned modeling down but Uh did you uh did you real
1: quick did you i was telling madison this when we're at the fair uh did you didn't you win like a pageant or something
0: no, no. I was no. walking by.
1: I was like, I think my mom. Were you in it, like the Miss Daffodil or something like that? Weren't you involved, or was that someone no, else's family? No, I did I, Oof, did. I whiffed on that. You know, one, Grandma
0: shit. ran that.
1: Maybe that's what it was. Grandma, Glenda I just knew ran there was some for, the alignment. The
0: Daffodil Princess Pageant. She ran that. Then why for don't years? you win, it,
1: dude? Nepotism. You should well, got in there.
0: Yeah, no, that <laughs> <laughs> wasn't really my thing. Yeah, you're too I'm busy listening a, to Pink Floyd and doing. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. But I had a heck of a batting average. So. Right. Um. Anyways. Just we knew at a young age that you we, we weren't going to say you're going to be just like your dad, I never ever said that. But having those all those traits, your grandma, my mom said that we're gonna have you can do good with those traits mm-hmm. or you can do bad with those yeah, traits. And I'm a good example, so of that, I knew yeah. you know what I mean, and uh-huh. that's true if you look at any villain or you know they're always really intelligent right, right sure and you and and you look at oh you look at you know drug addicts mm-hmm. and very intelligent yeah. articulate their capacities typically but look pretty what high they can do capable. in a day yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if they were on <laughs> if they were in the stock market or sure. if they were building yeah. a business just the I mean, determinism
1: is, is placed in a different absolutely place. yeah. and, the and their tools are being used yes yeah. yeah. so
0: we kind of knew that um so i knew that you had to be and and I guess i knew it too late because very early on you were just capable yeah you were just capable of everything so i never worried about you and that's why i say it was a failing and what we talked about is that i just kind of put it took it for granted that you would never need help and that didn't mean i didn't care for you and love you and hug you and all of that but it's just like okay if something blows up tanner's gonna have a solution
1: there's like a level of resilience there with
0: tyler he is intelligent, totally different personality yeah. and drive level. And he, I felt he needed more guidance. Sure. I guess like more, more, bu- more, more bumpers. protection. Yeah, too. yeah, more bumpers. Yeah. Yes, and it and it wasn't that he was, you know, any less right. You know, like no, just a different fucking person, handicapped or anything. Just totally different personalities. <laughs> right. You were go go go. He was very methodical. Mm-hmm. You know, very just slow. Yeah. Thought about things, mapped them out. Yeah. So is I that what they called me, Taz?
1: Remember, Ronald called me Taz. Yes, you yeah.
0: were Taz. And Taz what was Tyler? Tyler spanky, was. Or no, I was Spanky. No, and he Taz. was the space alien guy.
1: Uh, Martian, Marvin the Martian. Yes, yeah. Marvin the Martian. I <laughs> think funny. that
0: was. Yeah, I think that was his. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you were Taz. Yeah. And I think I. I don't. I think the the difficulty of it came around later you know, mm-hmm. later on mm-hmm. in that realization, but raising you guys at that time with the four year difference, I was in, it was enough to where I could breathe and assess <laughs> that you were two totally different. Right. You know, but then again, seeing that you're capable and you're four years younger than your brother, like, Oh yeah, he's fine. He can right. put away the knife set. I'll yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 You know, I'll focus on Tyler folding his clothes. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs> so there <laughs> <'Cause> I- <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's yeah. that's a good yeah. you know explanation of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh no for sure and I mean uh yeah like I just think I never felt coddled. I always felt loved. I always felt an absolute abundance of love, but I never felt like uh coddled, like like or restricted as if like like I was I ne- I always felt like I was capable and then I had freedom, not too much freedom I didn't really feel like I had freedom freedom to do whatever the fuck I wanted until I moved in with you after the crash at the townhouse because oh. you just were you know, you're in the place that you're at and it was really just like you just you were struggling and it was just like it was dark, you know, and you were you were getting through it.
0: I didn't know how to parent you.
1: Well, right, and, and I had just left that super bad swing like that run of like at dad's for all those years and all mm-hmm. that abuse and all that trauma was with Janet for a bit, which is this was this weird like Like stage of just Tranquility is what's coming up It wasn't like obviously peaceful Because it was like fucking crazy too But like uh, Where there wasn't any trauma For the first Like trauma or abuse there And I never had the We had There was some traumatic shit that happened You know when I lived with you And just in the household Or whatever But like it was never like physical abuse or physical trauma it was more just like wild shit that would happen with like fucking sure. you know whatever that would come up
0: just dad cameron yeah right yeah <laughs> just a
1: sprinkle a cameron and just fucking chaos and so like in us and the boys and, and injuries yeah. and all of that but yeah, that was yeah. like that seemed way more normal than like what i did at dad's which was just like purposeful abuse yeah. and just like you know horrid shit. but then so coming out of that into there seeing that you just like yeah like you were struggling and that I felt for the first time like a large space of autonomy mm-hmm. and fucking <laughs> yeah. we know how that started, you know, yeah. uh, and, and that's no you. We've already talked about that. that has nothing to do with you and your parenting. That just happens to be that I was a suffering alcoholic that found the fucking solution of alcohol and yeah. women and lost my virginity and friends. And I didn't have all of that space because I'd always say this, especially like when I'm speaking at meetings or I'm speaking at like uh, at treatment centers or whatever. Like I was always afraid to exercise my autonomy at dad's because I was always I was always to get beat up for it or fucking yelled at or you know just like shredded, right. and I was never afraid to be myself with you in your household, uh. But like I had I had this huge respect for you as well, and that you didn't take shit. Like you were stern and that you'd put me in my place. So there was like a re- I've always had this high level of respect for you, uh. And then in that moment living with you, that respect was still there, but I. F- felt like in many ways you kind of gave me the nod where you were kind of just like hey dude like this is your you know like i i'm not (laughs) like you got some space now because i just can't i can't fucking do it right now and then that's when you know i went off i think it
0: i think it's probably um just realizing and i remember saying this to your brother i don't know how to parent him and part of that was not wanting and this is honest to god truth is any time you did something, I was so just frozen, like literally frozen to want to discipline you because I thought that you had been through so much. And it's going to sound like an excuse, but it's the truth in my head. I I did counseling with your sister or your aunt, Renee, and I just would freeze because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. You to hurt anymore. I didn't want, and and also that's kind of what I was alluding to. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. and also look, it didn't. It wasn't that I didn't care. i was what is that? Paralyzed. Paralyzed with. What do I do? Put him on restriction. You know, it was like I did not know. I would have jumped out the window. How to parent (laughs) you? And coming off Tyler, who I thought his was the worst in the world, knocking over garbage cans, jumping in front of school buses class clown stuff you know going up against authority he always always got called because he would challenge authority all that kind of stuff I thought that was the worst thing in the world a kid could do Uh you showed me that it wasn't (laughs) holy hell no no that wasn't the worst thing honestly that's why I thought oh Tanner's gonna be a breeze and got to Tanner is like no this is the worst (laughs) thing this is the worst (laughs) thing but then you also think about my generation when I grew up and not I don't think realizing that you were what we put you in rehab for ecstasy or yeah. you yeah know, do you remember that like night that? oh my god oh, can I we just, talk about that I always remember can we that. talk about that because
1: sure. I, I really we've never I, now on the podcast like I've never uh I've talked about it before and I've told yeah. Madison, I've told yeah. so many fucking people this story because it's it was like a very profound experience but so Max and I we had, uh, I tried taking ecstasy, so I was getting in a lot of trouble, I was like drinking before school, I was dating Cassidy, and that was, a fu- you know, that was yeah. just fucking crazy for me, yeah. and uh, everyone, and shit. it was super fun, and you were a great mom on that, like a boy mom on that <laughs> scenario, you'd help, help sneak her over, and all that, you were just awesome, take us on trips, all of that. We're
0: uh, going to the ocean or the cake. The, the lake that I got lake, We lake got 86 Cushman, out of for life. Cushman. Oh my God. You were
1: so mad about that. Yeah, Remember? but
0: I, yes, I was mad, but I came home and made you, we got fresh we clams clam and I made you clams and linguine in yep. clam sauce. So
1: I got kicked. We yeah. I got kicked. We got 86 out of that fucking lake because I was hungover one morning and I started walking God, to the lake that was horrible. to wake up and I was naked and I didn't know I was naked until halfway to the lake and everyone was looking at my little dingle dong, my little dingus (laughs) fucking wiggling and I'm like, I run back and the guy comes up what the fuck
0: are you doing my mom's like her,
1: god damn it you fucking asshole <laughs> get her shit she you were so upset i felt so bad and like which
0: is funny because i hadn't been to that lake for right. like 20 years and you hadn't or been so, back and whatever like, and it's right. also it's like and a I've lake what gone, are they gonna like, do oh, really like it's too far away oh
1: you guys are back let me see your dick i've seen <laughs> yeah. that dick before you can't come no like it was the thing but uh so
0: they have our license plate <laughs> yeah.
1: so uh i so i had tried taking ecstasy like a week or two or a month before I was already getting a lot of trouble. I always say in my experience of getting loaded, like I had always had consequences. Like I could never get away with shit. A lot of it was I just didn't really it wasn't didn't care about being too sneaky. I just fucking did it and dealt with the consequences later. So that was a large part of me. But like uh with uh so I tried doing I did some fake stuff or some not good stuff and then Max and I scored. You were gone. You were out and about uh with I, at the time I didn't think you were out and about with Cameron, but like you were out and about uh late night. You're like I'm not gonna be home
0: we were at the casino yeah I remember that
1: so we we take it and I get higher than fucking alien vagina like I'm just fucking out of it and uh, we're just having a blast totally in our own world right and then you come home you just open the fucking door and i look over and i'm just like i fucking see i just i'm like my eyes are just black at this moment oh my like, god
0: i've never seen eyes like that right? in my life ever
1: i look over you come in and you look at me we like we have this second where we look at each other and then you just go straight up the stairs and cameron scurries in right behind you and i'm like wait what and <laughs> i was like hold on and then i chase you up the stairs i run up yep right in front of your room there was a light Yep. And I get up and I'm like, mom, mom, mom. And I'm like super over amped. And I'm like, f- like I di- I wasn't aware of what was going on, like how high I fucking looked or how crazy I looked. I just knew I felt like <laughs> incredible. So I want to talk to you and be like, mom, mom, mom. And I always did over the years. I always like, I was telling Madison about this time. Uh, you may not remember this, but like when the first night I did shrooms, uh, I had told you, hey mom, I'm going to be unavailable for you. You, you. I know you probably don't remember this because it was kind of like, this wasn't like a bad time or anything. But I was like, hey, mom, I'm not going to be available for like six or eight hours. I'm going to be off doing my thing. You won't hear from me because uh, I think you wanted me to come home that night. To, you were making chicken and rice okay. and, and, and <laughs> something nice. like that. And you're like, I want you to be home. Uh, and it was just me and you. We were living on the 128th house. And I was like, hey, but like, don't try and call me. I'm going to just do my own thing, but I will come home. I'll get back to you. Was uh, that the duplex? No, that was that. Yeah, the 128th duplex, yeah, remember? Yeah. Uh, and so... And then I fried the fuck out on shrooms, went out of my mind crazy. And I just remember at one point when I got back home and I was kind of coming down, but was still just like gone. I got, I jumped on the bed at the place that I was like supposed to crash at. And I was like, my mom misses me. I need to go home. I was like My mom misses me. I need to go home. And I called you and you literally were like, Tanner. I miss, I was, I'm so glad that you called. I miss you like crazy. I made chicken and rice and I want, I was, I'm really glad that, cause I was calling you to pick me up. Right. And you didn't, I don't think you knew that I was fucking out of my mind, but I was just like really quiet. We went back. I remember frying balls on the couch, but you gave me the chicken and rice over we were there and you were just like, I was <laughs> really. Probably
0: like the best chicken and rice <laughs> ever. Yeah. It was always good,
1: but I was like, my, it was just crazy how throughout the years I always kind of like, just our connection has been so strong and, and so intense, just like my our whole life together. Like I always, even at my most fucking insane or whatever, just always kind of felt this draw back to you. in these like really Aww. random times. Uh, and so in that moment with the ecstasy, I run up, I turn around. And then uh, when I saw the look on your face and this is kind of want to know, you can kind of take over the story from here. Cause I'm really interested in how this goes. You looked at me and you were like, like, Fucking shocked! You're like, I what the fuck's going on? And then I realized, oh, you're like geetered on ecstasy right now, like you've never been before, and like she's looking into your soul because my eyes were fucking black.
0: They were crazy. So what happened? Um, I remember. I remember the three of us Cameron was standing there We were standing right inside my door Yeah
1: and I'm pretty sure He was fucking Pretty fucking Who smart Who knows too. what yeah. he was doing <laughs> He was pretty smart.
0: But I do know that he said That you were on He knew exactly what you were on Yeah And I didn't know And I. it seems to me like I didn't know that much about ecstasy, right? More Not really your I, era. Yeah, I didn't. Well, actually, Rich, that one guy that I dated, yeah, he did it every so often. Oh, mirror, mirror, Z. Yeah, mirror, mirror, the mirror. half pike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <What> a loser, <laughs> buddy. Anyways, um, so I immediately called Aunt Renee. I freaked out. That I night? panicked. That night, no I shit. called right then. I called Aunt Renee and I said, "He is on something." And oh, then I, I called your dad, something. and I cried, and I said, I don't know what to do. So it was you
1: that called my dad? Mm, I did call your dad. Because I thought it was Cameron that called my dad I don't th- that morning.
0: I don't think so.
1: Because my whole my whole perspective on this was that Cam was Didn't fucking,
0: your dad come over that night? He,
1: no, that next morning. So that's what I'm getting okay, at. Okay, it was this like, morning. After that fucking- it, it was probably morning when he called my dad, because I thought that Cameron was fucking spun, and that he was like- I got to fucking snitch on him before he snitches on oh, me. Yeah,
0: doesn't it sound like that? Y- y- yeah, just that son fucking... Son of a gun. Right. Yeah. And
1: uh, because I, I remember when you looked into my fucking eyes, I realized and I tried to throw you off my tracks by crying. I tried to fake cry. Yes, But yes. I was so remember fucking that. high. I remember
0: you begging too. Yeah. I was, that turned into rehab. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right after that is when uh, I was going... Camp.
1: Uh, camp, rehab. yeah, yeah, camp rehab. <laughs> yeah, uh, summer camp, yeah, no, but I remember trying to fake cry, but I felt so good and I was so <laughs> good, I was like, oh, but it, and I just it was more silly than anything, yeah. uh, and uh, then I remember you were just like, okay, Tan or Cameron or someone was like, okay, bud, you you and Max just go lay down, and I remember calling like, uh, remember Sebastian Sabby, yeah, called yep, her 100%. and talked to her, she was in like somewhere, I think she was in oh, Vegas, so girl. somewhere, she like. Talked to her for like three hours, just like mumbling to her, fucking, and she was just like, "Listen, she probably fell asleep, whatever." And then in the morning, fucking Cameron and my dad bust in the room. My dad like fucking grabs me by the foot. He's like, "Get the fuck up!" Takes me downstairs. Uh, I piss in the cup, and obviously, as you may know, you may not know, ecstasy is like a fucking Molotov cocktail of drugs. So it popped oh, everything. So pops everything. It had yeah. like ketamine in it. It had fucking PCP in it, like all trace right. amounts. And my dad was like. I
0: remember freaking out about that and my part. My dad
1: wrote seven different drugs on a yes, piece of paper. He said, my I son's re- a
0: fucking junkie. He I fuck remember it. that. Because I remember hearing the, all the different things and going, what oh the my fuck? God, he is off And the I just rails. want to tell you, I fell every one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: felt every one. So. Check. And then what was funny is because like I had convinced you guys not to send me to treatment because I'd already been told, you guys were told by the counselor from school that like, I need to go. I was at risk and I need to go to treatment. Yes. Convince you guys not yes. to go. And then a week later, classic Tanner, I fucking get bombed on Molly. And then I think I was in, yeah, I went to Sela that next weekend or something. Yeah. Like immediate. That
0: got very fast. Yeah. That arranged very fast.
1: Uh, question on that. So this kind of goes along <clears throat> the lines of, uh, and I won't keep you too much. Are no, you? I'm fine. You're good. Okay. Uh, this goes on along the lines of like sacrifice. And just one of the things that I've seen you do multiple times in my childhood in regards to like when I was really struggling and I was dying, uh, that like I could only imagine, uh, was probably as a, as a mother, uh, probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. Uh, and it seemed that way, even in the time, even when I couldn't clearly see it. Cause I was just selfish. I, I knew that it wasn't easy for you that like, there were multiple times in my, my childhood where, or in, in that moment when I was just like fucking full blown hell, hellraiser that like you, you made the decision to walk away and just instead of save, quote unquote, save me like that codependent. Like, so like, for example, when I did go to Sila, it was, I was just telling Madison this the other day. That was like one of the most meaningful trips, even though it was sad, but like, it was just me and you remember it was just me and you. We drove Sila
0: was downtown Tacoma.
1: No, that was Seymour. That was the detox. Okay. That place is no, horrible. That has to do. I was
0: Sila? Why can't I remember Yakima?
1: CELA? It's, it's out there remember you and I drove all the way out it was just me and you it was a cute trip we had a blast we went stayed in a yeah yakima sila area
0: oh I'm, yeah but you ranch. went to sun, sundown m ranch okay it's I, in sila I'm looking at sila as actually a facility no I see no saying. yeah it's yes, I we, remember that hotel yes right we stayed yes. we
1: got a movie we, we got some food and we, got, was, we yep. had a lot of times like that growing up where we spent time together but in that moment even though it was like the the circumstances were kind of dark i was getting you know i was like and just starting to get fucking crazy but like i was just telling her like it was a really good fun time you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. where we got to connect and spend time together just you and i right before this really kind of thing and what was crazy is like i can only imagine what it was like because i felt super close to you and it was like just like really connected and then when i got there right before i kind of felt that impending like she's gonna have to fucking leave and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna want her to and I'm not gonna wanna be here because I, I don't wanna be alone and this is scary and all of that. Mm. It's first kind of like, kind of thing that I had to go through like that. Yeah. And I remember we were in the lobby and I was fucking melting down, Yep. absolutely. And uh, you were like, like I was like begging you with yep. all of me, like please don't leave me, I'll change. That's I'll-
0: funny, I, rem- I was remembering that as you were talking. Right. So it is a real memory. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: uh, just, like, I was fucking, like, distraught, you Mm -hmm. know? And just, like, I could only imagine what it's like to see your child, like, your baby boy, who you've you've explained you have the love for, just, like, earnestly, like, like convinced that, like, you leaving is what the true pain is. But me, you know, me staying is, like, the true pain, and please don't let me go through that. And that was the first time that you, like, and you've, you did this my entire life, like in the getting loaded section where it's like you never like grandma would have never done that. Janet would have never done that. They didn't do that. They would take me Right. They'd be like, OK, yeah. you learned your lesson. Is that enough? OK, come with yep. And nothing would ever change. Yep. You every single time over the years. Sacrificed your fucking love for me or that like wanting to you ultimately knew that was the safest option and that it needed to be done and it was. But like, what was that like and where where in you did you find that like fucking level of willingness to like, this is the right thing I need to do this, even though like it just takes a lot of courage, I can imagine, you know,
0: I remember that being like one of the most painful things at that point. At that point, it got worse. (laughs) But then it got worse because you could always, like we said earlier, thinking Tyler was the worst. I could always set the bar higher. Yeah, exactly. You exceeded all expectations. Put Um, that on a resume. Yeah. But I remember that being one of the most heartbreaking things and having to drive home alone. I can remember it right now. I remember driving through the pass and everything and just am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? I can't believe we're here. And always wanting, again, never wanting you to feel pain. Well, feeling pain and learning lessons is part of parenting. Mm -hmm. That's just part of it. And I think that you having to go and talking to Aunt Renee, and this is one thing that she said that I share with other people. It's not too religious. Higher power, whatever you want to look to. She said that I, this is in this moment when you were high, and I called her on the ecstasy. I called her, and she said... You have done the best parenting, human parenting. You're as human parent Mm -hmm. that you know how to do. But ultimately, he is God's. Right. He belongs to God. Yeah. So this is between him. So she kind of, and it seems like a very, that's as simple as it was. Yeah. That allowed me to know. That this was bigger than me mm-hmm. and it was bigger than you. That your reach was finite in some yep. ways. Even I though it's probably only, tough to fucking And yeah. thus far, the human parent things I was doing was not an, you know, obviously wasn't working out. Right. Yeah. The, the saying, okay, you learned your lesson and giving you another chance. Right. The same thing. If you do that one more time, if you do that one more time, yeah, I'm gonna how many do it one times time. did I say that to you, Tanner? Yeah. I'm I mean, do that was my parenting to you. Yeah. And you would. That is what gave me that courage or I don't even know if yeah. it's courage, but the power to walk away and knowing that that was the best, but it was very painful. Right. Cause I wanted to bring you home many times. Uh, yeah,
1: I know. And then again, when you and Tyler came out again and I was like, it was like a week later or two weeks later. Cause I know you and dad would like flip back and forth mm-hmm. that like with Tyler was there and I still was like, get me the fuck out of here, you know, yep. please. And again, you, I think you had more resolve that next time cause mm-hmm. he had already done it. And that like, it was just like, dude, and it was two more weeks. You know, I just didn't I know. know the concept <laughs> of that was just like, uh, agonizing. I wanted to get home. I wanted to like fucking, you know, all that. But uh, because then also, but I think you that really gave you that empowerment that you knew that was right, and that's really cool. You say that with Renee. I didn't know. I just sometimes I just I wasn't available to even think about these things when everything was going on. But like when we were down in Portland visiting with Renee at breakfast, she was like, "Yeah, I've I advised your mom through almost all of that." And I didn't know I knew especially later she but like I that made me feel really really happy and proud of you that like you weren't making you weren't having to go through these things in a vacuum because I know how traumatic and fucking scary they were with me and everything I was doing right that you had it just it gave me a sense of like peace knowing that you you had her there Uh, and that you were seeking that uh advocacy for like to do the right thing And that a lot of the ways probably helped you empower you to like make those decisions. Oh,
0: absolutely. And she and and when you tell random people or try to turn to random people, I believe that they give you you don't always get the best advice and the best support.
1: You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I'm listening. You
0: get um you get I don't know, people just tend to They project
1: their fucking own biases and their own weird shit on you, yeah.
0: my, that's what that's one of the reasons why i don't tell people a lot right. of stuff because Same. i don't want that in my head yeah you know keep I wanna, your nonsense exactly and i know a lot of people's intentions are good but aunt renee's are so pure yes pure of thought and and, and objective so, in many ways yep and that's that i have shared that like i said with so many people when they've had problems with their kids and they say they can never you do it just huh? whatever your higher power is you've the universe, whatever you've got to know that that's his journey. Now mm-hmm. that started to become your journey because fast forward, when you were at the place at Seymour mm-hmm. and you turned 18,
1: the detox, remember yeah.
0: when I walked down and I was like, you mother effer stay in here. Yeah. I'm not buying your tears. Yeah. You just got told by a counselor how intelligent you are. Yeah. They don't get kids with your brains in here. Yeah. You're wasting your time doing this shit. I'm in a shaking baby. And, and I'm leaving and I'll be S-Cola. damned if you didn't break out on your 18th birthday and hitch hope. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> God, Do you remember oh, that? Do you remember oh, that? Oh, oh,
1: it wasn't the they detox. said you have
0: a choice to stay. <laughs> you have a choice to stay and finish this out, or bounce. And, and the teacher actually told you that you you needed to be in college. She and was you that were like,
1: super uh, woo woo white lady. Remember? Well, she no, had the there was tattoos. a guy. There
0: was a there was a black guy who was a, was head a ton of, of people, yeah. who was head of the education, and he stood right there in front of me and said. Your kid is so intelligent. Tanner yeah. is so intelligent. We don't have the tools to teach right. him here. We don't. We just don't have him. He knows. He's a, he's above his level. Right. And that kind of pissed me off because I, you know, you're thanked like, him. Fuck? Yeah. But I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I was right. You are really fucking smart. Right. You are yeah, intelligent. Just, and here you're, you know, you're I was on using the, the tools for bad. Yeah. Yeah. Was, absolutely. And here you're going to be an adult in. I don't even know if it was a week. I know I know your eighteenth birthday and the end of your stay there. Yeah. It was very close together. So no, you No, it was. I'll you tell you. Could've. Let me
1: let me get paint a picture for you. So that was so I went to C Mark because it was state ran, and that's when I had already gotten the the felony for selling weed at the fair. Yes. Remember with Max. Yes. Uh, and uh got like the, the whole pure fucking D E A or whatever the fuck it was, busted me and it was this whole sting operation <laughs> and whatever.
0: Remember going to the Police station after that, that. guy was Good a dick, God. and you're like,
1: Fucking, I remember yeah. you always. That's another thing, too, is you oh, always
0: he's a, he's a narc, a narc <laughs> cop in Puyallup. <laughs> Puyallup. Oh we all, God. everyone,
1: everyone walking out, we're like, Okay, bud, yeah, Good you you Lord. go ahead, top <laughs> cop. Uh, yeah, we were all like, Fuck you when we left, but uh, so I i had that's when I got into the judicial system. The, obviously, you and I both know that was pure mayhem the yeah. fucking whole time, yes, going away all the time. I was institutionalized. I it, that's when it really just started getting heavy. Uh, so I had to go to Seamar the first time because I couldn't stay sober and didn't want to stay sober, uh, even though it was, like, fucking – I was smoking weed and doing blow and all this shit. Go to Cmar, It was a state-ran facility. So I went from Sundown, which was, like, pretty fucking nice. Even you were like, that it's food's really great. really expensive, too. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, and then, then I went to Cmar, which was state-ran, like, fucking – ghetto like they were like dude this is not supposed to be comfortable it was in like an old folks home you know there's like dead people probably whatever Uh, and then so I went the first time I remember uh Getting out and getting loaded immediately, or whatever, and then kept going back to juvie, and that was another thing. You got to see, you had to see me go to juvie oh, a bunch God, of that times. Was so hard.
0: Yeah, oh, and just gosh. me crying
1: again. I beg and plead the judge, please don't put me in there. Like, dude, we just you. you, you know there's g-.
0: murderers in juvie. Oh yeah, I fucking. was I happened to be I in mean... that
1: Bravo pod, which <laughs> yeah. is the fucking one where all the kids want to fight every fucking yeah. day. Intense because I had gotten in. I. I so dumb when they intake you, they're like, have you gotten in a fight in the last six months? And I mean, it's like, well, yeah, I me mean, fight, we fight all the time. <laughs> and so I said yes. And they're like, oh, Bravo pod. Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't necessarily like a dangerous person, right. but I just gotten some scraps. And they're like, Bravo pod, you're with the fucking gangbangers and murderers. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, great. I remember just I had gotten so many fucking fights in there. But uh, so I go to SEMAR once like three months later I have to go back and this is when I when you're maybe six months later Uh, this is when you're talking about I was 17 I was just about to probation was or the courts were just gonna kick me off they're gonna say you're just done you suck we're just gonna give you the, the juvenile felony and then you'll seal it and just like you're done but this was a last ditch effort and I remember Tyler Stein was with, was with us when we were going to drop me off at uh, Raymond Hall cause this time my PO was gonna take me right and so we dropped off he dropped me off, and Tyler was her overheard you and the PO talking, and the PO was like, "Yeah, once he turns eighteen, he's not, he doesn't have to be there." And you told me you were like, "Yeah, you got They she just told me you got to be there the whole time. <laughs> you got to fucking, you can't leave. Yeah, you just the whole because we were it was like I kind of thought when I turned eighteen, I had heard some things in juvie that like, oh, once you're eighteen, you're adult, you're not under their uh, jurisdiction anymore. And so Tyler, yeah. what's funny is he went on a face or uh, MySpace at the time. And wrote me a message and he was like dog your mom and your pup P- 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 are lying to you when you turn 18 you can bounce <laughs> oh dog fucking, do- don't listen to any of them when you want <laughs> literally and so i remember i was like that's what i'm gonna do uh the day of i knew court was earlier in the day so i knew that like after at a certain point 12 o'clock uh when i was 18 that i was gonna be able to leave yeah. and so i remember i was wearing my my jammies and uh we were playing ping pong and I, and I, everyone knew I was going to bounce. Uh, I was like, I'm out of this motherfucker. And I remember I slide out the back door, fucking run around up. And this was in like kind of Burien white center area. And I run down to a Hooters. Yes. Yes. I Hooters, run down to yep. a Hooters and I remember I get to the Hooters and I'm, I, I'm about to go in and it was just at lunchtime and all, there are all these babes in there and shit and all these like, dude. And I like, I was about to go in and I to use the phone and I fucking stop and I'm like, I look like a fucking idiot. And I was like, I'm dressed for like McDonald's, not fucking Hooters. <laughs> and I, so I was like, okay. And I run across the road to uh, McDonald's, call a bunch of people. Like you said, I fucking had to figure out how to get back home. Fucking Hey, mystery and shit. And then, uh, yeah, that's so funny. You say that. And then, but I thought you were talking about the detox because that was another time when you were like, I was like, mom. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, was, yeah. This is insane. Too. There's, yep. like, people, like, shitting and pissing themselves. Yep. This is my first exposure to, like, real fucking, like, gutter mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please give me. I, I was the one juvenile in, like, a 40-person adult detox. And I wasn't even really doing dope like that. I was like. But
0: didn't you have to go there in order to. Wasn't that a step to something? I wouldn't have just dumped you at detox. (laughs) No, it was
1: a, they, they were like, dude, we've put you on house arrest. We put you in jail. We've put you in detox. We've put you in fucking, I had to do like observed community, like detention, which is I had to go to like the YMCA for like a week and sit around and play disc golf with this fucking hippie. Like they, they were like, we've thrown everything at you. The last thing we're going to try and scare you in is like fucking detox. And I remember, uh, and it wasn't, it was detox is like 72 hours. They had me in there for like a week. Remember, I it was think like a, it was a week It maybe. was like five It felt like a week It was like five <laughs> days No it was seriously Like long might, fucking time yeah, it
0: might have been I know it was longer Than I That's thought it was I gonna be That's where I met the
1: Russian Who gave me that shitty weed I Oh remember, my god Who was gonna like Blow Nobody knows
0: all the things the, Re- the Russian Do you know I paid the Russians I know
1: you a Cameron Do you know they
0: came to our house <laughs> Yeah they came to our house <laughs> Did you know
1: my friends Stole the weed oh. Cause I was at Josh's house With Jordan And they fucking showed up And fucking yeah, stole the sh- It was like, the worst weed In the world That
0: seems like something That like, my friends would do cow. Yeah
1: I was selling weed Remotely uh, <laughs> Remotely And then they all They took it all And said that it, Oh we don't know what happened And then I remember When Cameron paid him yep. uh, Finally paid him Cameron was like Yep that's some bullshit bro That's not that good Green BC <laughs> bud That's some whack shit Get out of here And we left And uh, you know I ended up running Into that guy Like years later In jail again And he was like Oh look, look. And I'm like Fuck you Vlogger slob, You <laughs> piece of shit And you're shitting Fucking weed uh, But no In detox There was a time When I Again I was like I remember yelling At you from the window Like like looking yeah. up All sad Like mom Please don't Fucking let me Stay here yeah. Yeah. And you just were like Bubba you, it's Sorry This is what You're, you're you you fucking made this bed, you gotta lay in it. yeah And I remember I had like uh do you remember when I i had like they thought I was huffing fucking my markers. Remember you got me a bunch of markers. Oh, that's right. And, and yeah. I was doing a lot of graffiti so at the no, time. He
0: does he, yeah.
1: You're like oh yeah now he's huffing fucking <laughs> markers. No like anybody and I was never that like desperate to get loaded. Like I was t- telling someone this like I never did all the alternative shit. The weird shit like Grey would do. Like re- like anything, robitussin or fucking right. NyQuil, any way to change my no, I just want to do the good shit. Right. So huffing shit was like never my deal. Uh, but I, I just was like having a panic attack and I was hyperventilating and I thought I was like, oh, if I puke and like act as if I like fucking had this traumatic thing and really made it a big deal, they'd let me go. And so I like literally got myself into such a frenzy that like I started dry heaving and puked a little bit and like, I like kind of like passed out. And they were like, oh, my God, he's huffing fucking markers. Get in here. And, like, (laughs) fucking pull me out. And I was like, no, that's not the case. And then there was – what was funny is the first night there, this kid came to the window, and he knocked on the window. Because I was in my own room. Everyone else had to sleep together. I was in my own room because it was a juvenile thing. And he knocked on my window, and he was like, hey, fam, uh, I was in here last night, and I know this shit sucks. Here's three Newports. I got you. And and we smoke a Newport. And uh, and then he he, he leaves. And then I remember a couple nights later – I was watching I heard some like commotion outside and I put my head out the window and there's these two homeless dudes trying to grab like halfies out of the window but it was kind of a long drop right. and one fucking homeless dude let go of the other one cuz he couldn't hold them and he fucking pile drives on his head and I'm watching this happen and the homeless dude gets up he's like bro help me get back in help me get back in I don't want to go jail and the guy's like nah, dude fuck you I can't and the guy just kind of like looks around and he just just takes off <laughs> Yeah uh wow and and so the last last time last thing that i I, again like saved my fucking life that i know was hard is and i was telling madison this because i have i i never told you the shit my pants story the jail shit my pants story have i no i'll tell you it some other time i told on the podcast before but uh that time the last time i was in jail before i got sober where like uh it was kind of intense right like i was in there for the longest i'd been and i was begging you to bail me out and i'd been in and out before and uh you came to the court And I remember I wasn't in the courtroom. (laughs) I was uh, on the screen. You were on the screen. I was on the screen, and I had this guy next to me. And I remember, I I think I wrote you a letter, like, if you're not going to advocate for my release, uh, don't come. Yep. uh, Or bail me out or whatever, but, like, don't come. And you showed up, and I'm sitting in court, and the the judge was like, "Uh, you know, Miss, do you want to kind of So I
0: told ahead of time the prosecutor that I wanted to talk. Okay, okay, you did, okay. I told I need to say something.
1: And I thought, in my mind, like, okay, cool, this is gonna be her, I'll take (laughs) him into my custody, and I was like, cool, I'm getting out, I had a pep in my step. Yes, I was like, (laughs) fuck yeah. Then, you start going in, and you're like, your honor, uh... I want to see if you remember what I said. What I remember was, uh, Your Honor, please do not let him out. Uh, He is a danger to himself and others. I truly believe that he is safer in a fucking jail cell than he is on the streets. Yep. Uh, And that uh, if you let him out, I do not know if he will, you know, like he he could very well die. Yep. Is that the way I was living? That's
0: exactly what I said to him. I said, if you let him out, he will die. Yeah. Or he will hurt himself or hurt someone else. Mm -hmm. And I said this. I I'm out of options. Yeah. I don't know what to do. This is like, the I safe. do not want him in my custody. I remember seeing your face. I was so glad you weren't there in person, but you were up there. You for one, you were crushed. I could see the oh, minute yeah. you. Oh I was knew. like this, Fuck. And then yeah. Fuck, and then all of a sudden you fuck. were just pissed. And I honestly <laughs> thought, I honestly thought you would never. This is how broken up. I thought you would never talk to me again. No. In my brain, I thought he no. will never. Or it won't. It'll be a good. Right. He'll have to go through a lot more bumps and to come get back. on the straight and narrow before he talks to me again.
1: No, like I said, I always found I always it was always intuitively like mom yeah. always because you were just the safety for me no matter what, because I also knew you were going to be the one picking me up when I got out of jail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, you need a ride at
1: McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we get the shitty fucking meal and then go home. <laughs> yeah. And it was like I also knew that, too. I remember after that, uh, the court. I wrote, I remember I wrote a letter. Uh, I don't know if I ever sent it or not, but like I, I, I tried, I spit on it to make it look like it was tears. I rub it in and that's what they they were all telling me. They're like, yeah, dude, like spit on it and rub it in and make it look like you were really, really sad. Maybe she'll change her mind. But, uh, that was like the last kind of, and that was right before, you know, the big change came, uh, of, of me getting sober and changing my life. But like, Also, one last thing on just this kind of like this, this we'll talk about more on another podcast. Real quick, let me tell you at the
0: end of that, when you went in, what did I do when I talked to the judge that time?
1: The, uh, when I was sober? When you, when you,
0: yep. When you, yes. And you were trying to get your felony. When I got picked up on the warrant and I was at the Oxford house and. And I talked (laughs) to the judge and I said, remember we were in that weird courtroom Uh and I said, my son has worked so hard right and he's on the right path yep and i know he can be a benefit to society yep. i wrote that whole thing mm-hmm. and read it to him and that judge listen you had that judge a couple of times the, the black dude yeah he was cool as he, fuck. yeah he was all the he other motherfuckers want to put me in jail you know, remember all those times was, he and he listened and he's do you remember what he said uh-huh. we don't have parents coming here like this right advocating R- okay. for their kids right we don't we don't see this yeah and I so I was very glad that I did that. Cause oh, I was for scared. sure. I thought he was going to say we hear this all the time. Yeah, no. We hear no, this no. all the time, but yeah. I think the way that I was honest, like I know yeah. you hear this all the time. Right. But really, you know that made a difference. And he, he also liked what you were doing too, but he told you you were lucky. Yeah. He, he said, you're like, lucky God, to you're have, lucky. Have, your, have this support. Yeah. And he's
1: like, I would have thrown your ass in jail. Yeah. But all he the other show, judges he wanted saw, me in jail cells.
0: They did, but he saw something in you. Yeah. You could see it in yes, his eyes. I, I do feel that way yep. for sure. Especially yep.
1: in that moment, because I remember we saw that, that woman judge, and she was like, you're going to jail today yeah, yeah, with all we presented everything that the other judge wanted us to do. And she was like, no, this is all bullshit. Oh you're, God, that was horrible. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> don't get
0: in the system. And I had to
1: tell the guy that was representing me at that day. Cause you have a new fucking representative, like a new lawyer every yeah. time. And yeah. I was like, bro, he was fumbling. And I was like, S- don't say another word. <laughs> right. I got this dude. You fucking suck. <laughs> right. Like I'll talk to this crazy woman. Imagine
0: if you are charged with murder. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God,
1: dude. Right. And then, uh, but the last thing I want to ask you about just, uh, because I know again just not to this all you know harp on all that. we're almost done uh no, I'm good. harp on all the negative stuff but just this is these are some perspectives that I think it's important for me to hear from you so I can emphasize as, empathize as best I can to you and your experience and I think I, I over the years since being sober and all the work that I've done and we've done together I've really gotten you know when we have our conversations the true perspective and and I really understand what I put you through and that like I I believe like through that, when I made the amends to you that like, I think from that moment I've done my best to uphold that. And mm-hmm. then that's what like really restarted our relationship, uh, and, and got it to the place it is today, which is absolutely beautiful. Super meaningful is, uh, those, those times that I'd come out and detox and would you always said if you want to get clean, you can come here. You, you were living on Mercer Island with Derek and I, and I want to ask you oh, about really? that real quick too. But, uh, what was that like? Cause I remember I told a story to Madison about. I tell her fucking all the stories. She's great, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's fucking she a good is. one, huh?
0: I haven't been around her enough, but I've don't got you don't you feeling. left wanting to be around her more? Yes, I right? got a good feeling it's about. It's fucking. Her.
1: Mm, 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 I just want. To, yeah, uh, Derek's
0: like her. Derek's like a big fan. Yeah, d- I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yes, he's a, <laughs> right. he's a big fan.
1: Uh, so I but I was telling her, <laughs> fuck, she's really great. Uh, I was telling her, uh about when I was the Kit Kats or the Twix story, when I was really, really, it was when I was shooting coming off, uh, when I made that crazy attempt to go to the Florida treatment. And I, I missed my flight by like an hour because I was smoking meth with Nick in the airport parking lot. And then I remember my, like I said, the intuitively I was like, I gotta go to mom's. I had not thought about you at all. I was not, was not in my thinking at all. I was selling a gang of heroin. I was fucking thriving in that world. And I don't know why, but after once I once they were like you cannot make your flight, something in me was like you can't stop here because I would have just went back home, yeah, but i right. had already set up all this shit and i you know everyone I cut off all my clients and you know burn all the bridges to like try and whatever and I was like I gotta go to mom's and I took a handful of fucking pills and we met up. I called you and you were of course just immediately like okay yep come out. You met us at South Center. I was practically blacked out when you picked me up. I was I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I remember. That next day is when the the sickness hit because I started mm-hmm. getting sober and we started doing the suboxone thing and getting me on a regiment. But like, all I remember is you like laying with me and holding me and like night in and night out, like shitting my pants, puking, like just like you had to force me to shower. Made and, you just
0: swim? Made you swim in the lake? Which
1: made me super sick, and I went yep. back and was like, and, and like all this crazy shit. But like, I remember you told a story about how you. I didn't eat for like three or four days Mm -hmm. and I was really sick and that you were like really scared that I was going to like, I could die or like my shit was going to shut down and that you left, uh, one day you guys were leaving and you were like, you can't remember. You came down you're like tan. There was like, it was like a last ditch effort to try and get me to be able to eat. You're like tan. There's uh, (laughs) Patrick left you a bowl. Someone left you a bowl of weed. Yep. And, uh, he said that good green. Yeah. He said he just (laughs) needs a little good green. Left you a bowl of weed. And a Twix, because I was all about Twix and Red Bull at the time. Yep. You're Like, in a Twix on the counter if you want it. And I remember just, like, you left, and I kind of, like, crawled up there, and I smoked, like, half the bowl, and I opened up the, the Twix and ate as much as I could before I got sick, and then I went downstairs. And you I remember you telling me that when you came home uh, that, like, you just started crying because you saw that, like, I had – been up i had fucking mm-hmm. eaten something mm-hmm. and that you were like okay he's gonna be okay yep you know what i'm saying and just like i just thank you for that because one thing that you also didn't do mom is like and i know this had to have been fucking catastrophic before you told me later that like you told me the truth about your perspective on it That like every time i'd come to you with that idea of like okay i know what i'm gonna do now i gotta go back home right yeah remember that time i was on acid uh oh, after yeah. the show yep, yep. and you're like, I got it got, again. I was just like, Mom, got in the car uh, after foundation. And I was like, Mom, I'm high as fuck on acid right now. And you are like, Oh my fucking God, Tan, are you serious? And I was like, Yup. And this is going to be crazy. And you were like, I was saying crazy shit. We went to the gas station. You were like, Do not fucking say anything to anybody. right when we pulled up, I started like chirping at people. And you're like, Don't say anything to anyone. Stay in the car. I follow you into the gas station. I'm starting to fucking. And then uh, we go home. I have this crazy trip. The next morning, I'm still – immediately right when I knew you guys were up, I run into your room. I remember sitting – I had just taken the tab again because I had taken it out because I'm like, I'm getting too high. Put it back in to try and get high again. And then I remember sitting down and talking to you about, like, love and how I fight this and that. Oh, I know what the fuck I'm going to do, and I just need to work at this job. And, blah, blah, blah. and I, you told me that, like, every time I'd come to you with these schemes, that's like you knew what really was going on. Yeah. Like you knew that like what I was trying to do yeah. and it was always about after like two weeks, right? Right. When I started stabilizing and yep. that obsession that I believe now that I didn't know of then, but that is alcoholism. Was it like that just would take full swing mm-hmm. because it wasn't like I was going to meetings or anything. I was there any it's just, I was sitting there sober and uh, you, you wouldn't stop me though. Mm-hmm. You never stopped me.
0: Nope.
1: You're like, cause you knew that like one way or another, I was going to go and I really like I needed that because I think if I felt again like coddled or over like like restrained from doing that that they would have just breathed more resentment and I would have fucking found out like I would have went regardless
0: because I knew it had to be your decision yeah it had to be your it was now your journey yeah but one thing that I didn't I don't know if I've ever told you this and if this might be a really bad time to tell you this but (laughs) we'll just go for it yeah podcast I'm sure I've told you this. I try to block it out and I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I planned. I got to a point where I planned your funeral Hmm. probably no less than six or seven times.
1: You never told me that.
0: I'm telling you now because you're so far ahead now. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that it's okay. But But anytime I heard that you overdosed, that you, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Got robbed. After after I was with Derek. Yep. And you came and detoxed a couple times and you go back and, and you went in and you and... got to get your backpack and you came out and you're nodding <laughs> out, but you didn't do anything. Yeah. You're like, no, are I you high? I'm either. like, no, I'm not fucking high. How you like, do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not at all. <laughs> fucking hell. And you're like, it's yeah, totally. you know
1: why I know you're high? Because you're an asshole now. right. <laughs> yeah, and you right? were an asshole before. Oh
0: man, hell. But I got to a point and that was part of my dealing with it too. And I, I didn't even tell this. Renee, Renee doesn't know this. No one knows it. But I got to a point when something like that would happen, and I would just said, "I'm gonna lose him. I'm mm-hmm. gonna lose him." And I spent Derek. No, spent many a nights. He spent many a times holding me, holding yeah. me, and telling you, "You're gonna, you know, he's gonna be okay. He's gonna find his way," you know, da da da. And I would just in my head, I would just. It was almost as if I had to do it so that when it happened, and it wasn't like I was waiting for you to die. Not at all. I always had hope. Always had hope. But it was like a coping mechanism right. to where if it happened, then I was like, okay, then I'll, I'll know what I have to do. Like you can't all, break down. Yeah. You have to do, there's things you're going to have to do. You're going to be the mother of a dead child. You you have to bury your child. You know, Fuck. I got, and I think it was just, I think it just was an absolute coping mess. It was yeah. brutal.
1: It was like controlled, like pre-controlled grief. Like you knew yeah, like absolutely. once that came that yeah. you would like that And have I thought maybe by the like, time it
0: happens, mm-hmm. God, hope God willing it does not happen, but when it does I won't literally f- fucking die right because I knew if that happened, if I could even get through a funeral of yeah. one of my kids, yeah, I'd probably be dead two days later. right. I mean honestly yeah so especially from something like that. Mm-hmm. So to me seeing so senseless, which we know it's not senseless, mm-hmm. it's a it's a disease and we know all that, but in your brain you're like, you know, thinking you could fix somebody mm-hmm. that easily. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do, de- I had to do that to deal with it. Wow. Well, and I don't do that anymore.
1: You don't have to. Uh,
0: yeah. But I mean, it faded. It just, it just, even after you went through rehab the last time and you, you know, you started, it was touch and go. Yeah. But you didn't, you didn't relapse and things were going great. I told you that for so long. I had that, you call or text. Yeah. Like, oh, oh you'd freak this, out. This, yeah. That. All the discussions we had about. Looks, well, I wanted
1: to give up a bunch of time yeah. I wanted to go back home. Yeah, I was like, this because is too the much. court
0: was making it just being with me, horrible. Yeah. It, as good as you were doing, or the Oxford House, horrible. or the can't drive, or, and then that you know, just all went away, Tanner. You did, yeah, it just did. Just All went away.
1: Well, that's that's because of you and Renee and Derek, though. You guys promised me. You know, remember on my five years? Like, remember at the treatment, yeah. you guys were like, I was like, if I go back home, I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah. If I if I go, move back in with Janet or Grant, I'm gonna fucking die. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to be sober. I've never done this before, but like I know for a fact, if I go back there, I'm gonna get fucking loaded. And you were like, Bubba, just me, Renee, and Derek. We got you. Yep. Fuck everything else. We got you. Just don't fucking give up. And there I were did. times when I would try and give up, but you guys were always there. You were that insular family, that support. That like every time, like you would just you would freak out sometimes, be like, No, please, don't <laughs> go back. But then like I would, then I had a good sponsorship, and everyone would. I would just take a beat and get through it and get through it and you guys just constantly kept showing up for me and then I finally you know this too shall pass and those it would pass and you know we the rest is history we made it but
0: to your credit that's because you wanted to do things on your own yeah you wanted to be independent Mm -hmm. I said I'll quit my job and drive you to Tacoma or up every day if I have to and you I believe because of the person you are of course you would have done that I think if it came to that yeah but you wanted to fight for a way to do it yourself yeah. and not just have everybody do everything right. which would have been worth it but i think that's part of it is that you wanted to be independent and figure out, out a way finally to get it yeah you and know and we're like change. it's okay now's the wrong time for you to be independent <laughs> now we want I'll to figure it you out, out. And you're like, yes, no, no. we'll drive you right and it just all it just all worked itself out and you got through so much tanner this is all because of you mm. i mean you Space you did Daddy. it yeah yeah in yes yeah. Yeah. yeah but no i, I, I get what you're
1: i had yeah i had to move my fucking feet yeah and I, I just had, it it was an earnest desire to like I, I want i did not want to be the person i was anymore i didn't want to be the monster that i was anymore and the selfish person and i didn't want to hurt anyone anymore and it just for the first time in my life it came so clear that like I wanted to live differently, and I wanted to live. I didn't like to be close to, close to death anymore. I wanted to be yeah. closer to life. And uh, you know, the last that last hard moment for you uh, was when I left that detox. When I tried to go to sundown with Janet and Grandma, mm-hmm. call you. Hey, I'm on my way. You were like, don't fucking oh, shit
0: show. You that were like, one. don't
1: fucking come. Your yep. brother's here, and I was like, I'll be there. And hung Thanksgiving
0: up. Day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even
1: know. That's how selfish I was, and so just yeah. delirious and just like fucking on a mean one. I didn't even know showed up at your place. Uh, and I remember I, I tell this story every time I speak at the treatment center and just like, when I tell my story that, I uh, I look, I look up into the window and I make eye contact with you you're in the kitchen and you look over and you just go, Oh fuck, he's here. <laughs> he like, and you come right out and you're like, Nope. You're like, Nope. Fuck this. If it's you coming in or, or them leaving, you're not fucking coming in, dude. You're like, I'm done doing this fucking shit. We've done this before. My family's in here. You're choosing to live this fucking way. And you were like, no, fuck that. And you go inside, Derek and Tyler come out. First things first, they say, Tyler, he's mad-dogging me. I'm like, go the fucking inside, dude. I was like, I'm not dealing with you right now because he was like <laughs> just mad-dogging me. I was like, get the fucking inside. Derek has, you know, the the heart that he does. And he let me go into the basement and, you mm-hmm. know, and then, you know, a week later or whatever, fucking in treatment. But, like, just quickly, uh, I have, like, two more questions for you. But quickly, like, and you've, you've just alluded to it, really, just – uh I just want to thank you. You've grown with me since I've been sober. You're the only, really literally the only person in my family, family, like Renee and stuff already grows. She just grows like a fucking wildflower anyways. But like, uh, dad, grandma, Janet, fucking, you could say Tyler or other people really just like, you are the only person in my life that like, I see a parallel amount of growth with me.
0: I had to. I for had our relationship, and learning to do, but I did. Yeah, this has helped me too. Yeah, I, I see
1: that. No, I see that, and not not from me. Like, there were times when we talk about meditation or prayer or fucking you know service yeah. or resentment or whatever. But like, really, just you through osmosis of my experience, you became involved in it, and that like that made our relationship thrive and grow, and we worked out the bumps, and like we were no longer at each other's necks, and that like we were able to communicate. And we had this like a uh, level of communication, appreciation, respect for each other that like, that's what, when I saw it, cause then you kind of fucked up it up for everyone else. Cause I had this expectation. I was like, whoa, well, fucking marriage <laughs> thriving. And like, whoa, changing a lot. And then I started thinking that for everyone else. And it just, you know, like dad and, and all of them. And then that never came. And then that made me even more grateful for like your willingness to be open-minded and, and, and work with me and, and like trust me and, and be trustworthy and show up and all those things. And it's just like, I don't know where I'd be without all that, you know, uh, tru- truthfully. Aww, and that's why it's so important you that, you know, uh, you meet, uh, you know, Madison and the people that I care about and that like, they know that like, you're my fucking, you know, you're my dog. Uh, because like, you've just, you know, I'm here because of you in many ways. Oh gee, you're OG. <laughs> and that like, I want to share, it's like a vice versa thing. Like I want to share the things that I love with you so you can see that because I know that you appreciate that in me. You always have like Absolutely. my heart and, and everything like that. And so it's just like this earnest thing. It's like I want to show you and, and, and expose you to like the things that are bringing me joy because I know it brings you joy as well. And you've always hyped me up on that. You've always Absolutely. appreciated my passions and the things that I love, even though sometimes you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, like you, you've always like been a hype man there. Okay. Last thing, what would it mean to you? Two two things. Uh, one, what would it mean to you for me to have babies?
0: Oh, my gosh. It would mean <laughs> the world to me for yeah. you to have kids. You would be – they're an extension of you. Mm-hmm. And I love you so much, and I love the person you are. I love your heart. I even love your asshole. <laughs> I even love your asshole. And you having – kids to see you put all of that love mm-hmm. into them mm-hmm. and to see little parts of you running around would just mean everything to me mm. yeah so I, would I love I those sh- love those kids just like i love my other grandkids a little bit more absolutely a little bit more yeah <laughs> maybe yeah <No. laughs> uh
1: yeah i i know that to be true and i'm, I'm working on it Okay. There <laughs> for a while there, I wasn't, but I'm working on it. Yeah, Renee it. feels the same way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'd move just to babysit. I think. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Uh, okay, so that I just that was a cute little question I want to ask you, uh, and I knew they answered that, but I just want to ask because uh, I yeah I want to give you, I want to have some babies, uh, <laughs> uh, eventually uh, not right now, but uh, I do. So with Madison, hopefully, maybe we'll see. I don't know. Uh, okay, so last thing. You meeting Derek. Yes. After the run that you had with the the men that you had in your life. <laughs> the run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you ever give up on love? Did you ever think that you would ever not, or did you feel like love eluded you or that like you were under, like, like after all those like pretty harsh experiences with partners and just like some struggle, what was it like meeting a man like Derek uh, being so contrary to your typical experience that you've had for twenty years—the bad boys, right—and all that trauma and the the just all of that. Uh, w- what did it feel like, or what was that experience like? Meeting a man that was so fucking opposite to your experience and the, the men that you normally had in your life, uh, but yet like, like yeah, just like what was that like?
0: Well. It's absolutely amazing and wonderful. I know that sounds kind of like just little words to say, but I had to do, like with you, along with you, I had to do some growing, you know, before oh, you yeah. went in. And I had to, again, something that Aunt Renee said, and she just told me when things weren't working out and you're not ever alone and some other, other little, spiritual things thoughts that she gave me Mm -hmm. and all the times that i tried to leave cameron or wanted to leave him and i never did and then one it just like broke my heart and then literally one night he was gone because Aunt renee had come to stay Mm -hmm. and he was staying at my apartment and i said you can't come back it was really that quickly and then meeting derek right before derek i had decided that i i was going to find a nice man didn't care if we had interest or anything. Just, seriously, just for security. Sure. You know, not not looking like a man with money or whatever. No, just, you're looking for a sugar daddy. Just be real. maybe I don't yeah, know, yeah. but I was going to do it the right way, Power play. or as close to the right <laughs> way as possible. And then right before I made that determination, and was going to shut down the the love online stuff and go yeah. to a more practical meeting, him was just like being able to breathe. It was insane to be I mean, I haven't always been with horrible guys, but I've never been with anyone who was uh, I always broke up with those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know why. Yeah, yeah. And with Derek, I just I can't explain it. It's just I I look forward to going home and being with him. Mm. I get I miss him. Yeah. When he's gone. I'm gonna cry now. Okay. I miss him when he, he's gone. Mm-hmm. I just Being with him and now with the dogs, I kind of think, why didn't I meet him earlier? Right. You know? But I, I, didn't because I wasn't ready, and I mm-hmm. had some things to learn. And I, lear- I feel that I've learned those things. And those
1: experiences shaped you into you know, the yeah. person you were to be able to accept that when he, yeah, got, when he came.
0: And it's just peace. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I don't want anything to happen to him. I mean, sometimes he's standing there getting, you know, he's a dork. He's such a dork. <laughs> and he sits and he looks at his hats and what hat he tries on a hat. <laughs> Which hat am I going to wear today? All these baseball hats, you know, Mariners, Seahawks, whatever. Always knows what's going on with sports in the area, so he has to wear a, a hat according to that. He's going to drive the mustang he has to wear his mustang hat you know all that just a dork Fucking nerd. but i just look at him and i just i my heart just fills up with so much love for him mm-hmm. and i sometimes i will cry and i'll just say and he's not very he says he loves me and stuff but he's not real overly emotional and he's not real huggy kissy like yeah, i am you I know? know and i just look over him and i'll just start to tear up and i'll just say baby i love you so much mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just like breathe. I'm able to breathe and just, just be now. I don't have fear of, of, you know, leaving and going on a vacation. He's going to, you know, burn down my house or, you know, he's going to be out gone and, and be with some other woman or whatever. I just, none of those fears. I still have them. It's weird when I'm out, but then I have to remember, oh, oh, you're with Derek. Derek doesn't do those guys. He's a good person
1: yeah and do you think it was an adjustment at first being be so being so accustomed to those types of people and like the dysfunction and the wildness to like when you did have that like serene kind of like he was a, just a good stand-up man of yeah, character yeah. that like did you find yourself needing to adjust to that to be kind of like oh yeah no wait this isn't like this isn't how it used to be this isn't like these other guys like oh he's sure a, yeah
0: yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like going when Marcy and I used to go out of town or go someplace. I'd sit there and get really anxious. Right.
1: Cause you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like
0: what's he doing? And he's literally doing. I call him. I'm washing the car. Yeah. Then I'm watching the game, you know, just yeah. like his dorky, simple stuff. And it, so it did take a lot of adjusting to get used to that, to realize that he wasn't anger was never a problem. Like being afraid of him. Right. No, you know, I know like that, yeah. Somebody who is violent or through things or whatever. Um, but it, it, it's kind of like my metamorphosis or whatever, my change mm-hmm. coincided with us meeting and building our relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, ha- it was happening at the same time. So it wasn't like you deserve to be with someone like this or you're ready to be with someone like this, Marianne. Right that coincided with our building our relationship. So it wasn't too much of a shock. Mm-hmm. But at first it was, there was still a lot of fear like, oh, is he get you know, and he was so normal and responsible and respectful and kind that, and he's fun too. Yeah, he is. He's cool. a lot of fun. He's a goofball. He's, you know, goes on about politics and mm-hmm. this and that. And, but he essentially, he's just a good person. Yeah. And there's things like, oh, did you do this? Or, oh, did you? Of course Derek! I did. <laughs> yeah. But he says, "Of course I did. That's, that's what good people do." That's what I did. And I yeah. don't even know or he doesn't say good people, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, he's like, "I just you do know? it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. now I don't say that anymore. I ask it cuz I know he did. I know right. he did it.
1: Yeah. No, he's he's an amazing man. I I give him his flowers all the time uh for oh, how
0: I have to be home in 15 minutes. Yeah, I know
1: where I'm getting out of. here. So, uh yeah, well thank you for that. Uh man, Sorry, see, that it's was fun, weird. isn't it? <laughs> It is. See how quick and easy that is, and yeah. then just all of a sudden we're done. And you did so good. Do
0: you know that I've always been told that I have a voice for radio?
1: I'm gonna. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually, that slash phone sex. Okay,
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no, what's because because what's crazy is like I people will be like, oh, I really like like my voice for a podcast voice or whatever you've got a good voice so it's gonna it? be uh really cool to see two fucking a sexy attractive voices <laughs> this is probably gonna break the internet <laughs> right? right probably uh, cool <laughs> well thank you so much mom i love you to of death of course this meant the I'm, world honored. To me. I'm honored i'm uh, honored you mean the world to me yeah I, I i know i do and and likewise uh thank you for always being there for me thank you for never giving up on me but also thanking for thanking you for allowing me to like figure it out for myself all those times too because if i wouldn't have uh i wouldn't be here today so i'm absolutely grateful for that uh i'm working on those babies for you okay i got myself a good one good uh so i'm trying not to fuck it up uh but uh i just i love you to death and uh i appreciate you more than you'll probably ever know even though you probably have a good idea because i try and tell you all the time
0: thank you for being my son
1: okay what's our handshake i think Blow it up and bring it back. Bring it we back. kind of lost out of it. I know. All right, you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. I don't I love even you, care. Tanner. If you, I love you too, Mom. Uh, I really don't care if you didn't enjoy it because I did. Uh, love you guys to death and talk to you soon. Okay, bye.